You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Back with you on The Strong Room on News Talk 770. We've been talking about the work of the Sheldrick Trust, which rescues baby elephants in Africa and works to rehabilitate them so that they can live safely in the wild. Conservationist Rob Branford tells some interesting stories about how the animals respond to the care they receive. Family is everything for elephants, a bit like it is for humans. It's all about that care structure and it's a matriarchal society, so mum is kind of always there and if mum's not there, there are nannies there. So when these babies come to us physically injured or psychologically scarred and suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder in cases where they have seen kind of they might have seen their herd five or six elephants gunned down in front of them and you've got this one little three four five month old baby elephant it won't survive without intervention it needs that specialist milk formula and it needs love and support because there are predators out there so when we bring these elephants in it's about first and foremost keeping them alive they can come to us in a terrible state of dehydration or as I say, with horrific injuries that I wouldn't even want your listeners to have to know exist, but they do, where you've got terrible um, wounds from snares on trunks that have almost severed a trunk off, or legs that have almost been severed off by snares. Bullet wounds, we've got an elephant in our care at the moment called Lugard, who was shot in the knee as a result of his mum being poached, and of course the poachers are just throwing a hell of bullets, and they've caught this little elephant who had no ivory, so he's of no use to them. And thankfully he's now being cared for. So it's providing specialist, essentially medical care, at that first stage but but that support and love our keepers are with them every day every three hours they're fed two big bottles of this specialist milk formula and that's day or night so three in the morning six in the morning um they're getting this milk formula which is critical for their sort of growth they're spending their days in the bush Nairobi national park where we have the project and we have it there for convenience it's close for medical support if we need it it's it's kind of you know being the capital of kenya it's key but it's not elephant habitat. Nairobi National Park borders the city. There are no elephants in that national park apart from the elephants in the care of the Sheldricks. So when those orphans get to about two or three years old, that's the time when we say, right, let's move them to Savo. And in Savo, we've got three what we call reintegration units. So this is the units where the older orphans go. And from there, they start mixing with wild elephants. And that's the next stage in their journey. That's where they start to really understand we're elephants. And ultimately, over a slow process at their pace, so every day they go out into the bush 12 hours a day. If they meet wild elephants, they will just congress, talk, spend time with those elephants. Those elephants will show them the good food to eat, where to, where to go. They'll be communicating with them constantly. And you'll get to the point where these orphans, at any age from three, but more realistically when they're about eight, they choose to go wild. We don't kind of push them out, shut the door, bye, off you go. It's not like that. It's much more about... Are they ready? And they feel ready. And they might go out for one or two nights and then come back and be with us for a month because they've realized, wow, actually, it's pretty scary out there. So it's a big world, a bit like your kid going to university or going off for their first job. Sometimes it freaks you out a little bit and you kind of need to come back to mum or dad. Well, f- for the elephants, our keepers are mum and dad. Rob Branford describes another one of those unforgettable events. These elephants will come back to us and show us moments. Say so we had an elephant called Nasalot female elephant she's been raised she's living wild she just had her first wild-born baby so she's fully integrated back into the wild community in Savo mating with wild elephants and she's had this little baby boy called Nusu and hours after Nusu's birth she brought that elephant to the keepers that raised her 
so that they could join that celebration of new life. And then you've got all the other orphans getting excited. You've got all the wild elephants getting excited. But they're doing that. They're kind of saying, look what I did, and thanks to you. And there's no question they know that. They, this is such an intelligent species. And it's why we're so passionate about their protection, because we see how exceptional they are. And we want as much as we can to try and tell the world how exceptional they are so that people can be like, okay, this is great. And that's why we do the public visits that Brian was talking about, where people can come and see them. We want, you need to kind of feel a connection. And thankfully, you know, 4K TV, 360, all these things now can get you closer to elephants, but there's nothing like standing in the wild, whether the elephant's 30 meters away, or if you're fortunate and it's an orphan baby, it's a meter away. You feel them, it touches your soul and it, it awakens you. And I think it just puts you back into nature. And I think that's, that's kind of what it's all about. And Rob Bradford talks about the cost of the work that is being done. It's not cheap raising an elephant. And that's just one aspect of what we do. So one elephant will cost us about 10,000 US dollars a year. Right now, there's 38 orphans just at our nursery. There's another 80 orphans at our establishments in Savo. So you've already got 110 elephants there that we're raising right now, plus the 200 that have already been successfully raised. And of course, it's not about them. When they go back to the wild, you can't just say, well, that's it, you know, job done. An elephant lives for 70 years. Their lifetime essentially mirrors that of our own. Um, teenagers at the same time. So it's a lifetime commitment. You, re- you rescue an elephant at one day old, or like an elephant called Undotto, who was premature. So born two, two three days early, that elephant will be with us in our care until he's probably seven, eight, nine years old. But even when he goes wild, it's our duty and responsibility to protect him. And we do that with anti-poaching teams. We've got 10 fully mobile anti-poaching teams who go out with the Kenya Wildlife Service with armed rangers. They remove snares, they arrest poachers, they destroy what we call poaching hides. They're out there every day. They're supported by five fixed-wing aircraft that we've got who do aerial patrols every day, two rapid response helicopters, that means we can take out teams. If there's a live incident, we can get teams out there. We've got tracker dogs in our mists now, so we can get onto the scent if poachers have got away. Those are just some of the aspects. Then we've got mobile veterinary teams. We've got five of those now. Just this month, we launched our fifth mobile veterinary unit, and those units have saved over 4,000 wild animals since the first one was founded about 15 years ago. And, that's, and it's not just elephants. That's elephants, lions. That's other endangered species, giraffes all these animals that actually sadly are under threat there's very few that aren't but that's across the world really as opposed to just africa but all of that takes time and costs money and then you're needing to secure land which is a significant investment there is less and less space everywhere in the world of course populations are human populations are expanding so there's less land so what we're working very hard to secure what we class as true wilderness areas areas that are very much specific for animals not really great land for humans whether it's because of climate you know they're not going to grow crops so we want to secure that land so that there will always be space for elephants and all these other animals to roam so all of those elements work together for the protection of species but also do do cost rather a lot of money there's quite a few dollars needed for Brian Keating, there is no doubt at all about the value of the work. It's a life-changing experience. Africa gets into your blood, Peter. It's it once you've been there, once you've felt the the landscape and and um, experienced the 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 pure joy of wildlife watching in some of these national parks, it stays in in your blood. And uh, and sometimes that's translated with significant donations. I've seen people come back and support uh, programs like Sheldrick time and time again. So there's no doubt about it. It helps. And, it, and it's, it's amazing, actually. You know, we hear so many negative things about Africa. We hear so many 
issues and there are huge problems and I don't want to nullify those problems at all, but I have seen successes. We all know Zimbabwe has been in a spiral downfall for the last decade or so, but we took a chance, took a group back there this last year uh, and we traveled to some of the best elephant locations in Zimbabwe in all of Africa since I started traveling to Africa 35 years ago. We've gone from about a million elephants continent-wide down to about 415,000. And we know there's that many elephants because of the the great elephant census that was completed in September uh, uh, just over a year ago. And uh, and these the, the, the population of elephants have been decreasing by an average of between 8 and 10% a year. But when you take good projects like what the Sheldrick Elephant Orphanage is doing and you apply good energy, good anti-poaching, good uh, projects that incorporate some financial return for the local people uh, so that they see the benefit to having elephant populations nearby as opposed to the negatives when elephants come out and destroy crops. If there's a way that people can actually financially uh, benefit and better their lives with elephant populations nearby, it benefits everybody. Brian Keating notes that what is being done in Kenya is now being copied in other countries in Africa. Who's looking at Zimbabwe these days with any kind of positive feeling? Well, there are people that are doing that, people like Rob in the equivalent positions. And so Rob has done, and his organization, the Sheldrick organization, has done to Kenya what other organizations are trying to do in other countries. And that's just one example that I've given you. There are another organization called African Parks, They're a group of of like-minded individuals that operate out of South Africa. They work with governments of different countries, and they're in about a half dozen countries now. They sign a a contract, a business contract, to turn around parks that have essentially been eradicated of the wildlife that they used to have. Uh, And they they put in a system of anti-poaching. They put in a system of roads. They bring in camps so that there's revenue that comes in. And they're bringing to life parks in about a half dozen different countries, about a dozen parks. And so it can be done. To make your own contribution to the Sheldrick Trust, go to the Macmillan website at www.macmillanestate.com. One of the great misconceptions of an estate plan is that it only takes effect when you die. Nothing could be further from the truth. An estate or life plan is all about what you have achieved to this point in your life and how you're planning for your life moving forward. Macmillan Estate Planning staff are leaders in this area. You can find out more about the company at macmillanestateplanning.com. There's an assortment of information on what the firm does for its clients, including timely blogs on various topics you may wish to incorporate into your own plan. It's a great one-stop shop for research on the topic, and it leads nicely into one of Macmillan's upcoming seminars, where you can learn more about the process of building a good estate or life plan. The next seminars are Thursday, January 25th in Calgary and Wednesday, January 31st in Red Deer. To pre-register, call the office weekdays during office hours at 403-266-6464 or you can register online anytime at mcmillanestate.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.